Good morning, my First Covenant friends. Let's begin with prayer. Steadfast God, so much is changing, even minute by minute, in our city and our world. Our souls are spinning. Our minds are bombarded by so much information, some false and some true, but it is hard to tell which is which. Our hearts churn with worries, both founded and unfounded, but it is hard to discern the difference. Meet us here in the stillness. Be with us now in the silence. Bring us your peace so that we may walk in your ways and be undivided in your truth. Hold us close, our comforter and shepherd, we pray. Amen. As much as I would have loved to talk about our gospel text today and Caesar and taxes, I think our hearts need a different message this morning. I know that mine does. It has been a wild week, and I'm sure you need no reminding of all the school closures, toilet paper shortages, and Dow Jones fluctuations. Every hour there seems to be new updates on quarantines, shutdowns, and markets affected by the continued spread of coronavirus. Many of you have moved from low-grade anxiety to full-blown panic, and you are experiencing real, gut-wrenching stress, whether that stress is emotional, financial, or spiritual. Many of us are worried about our loved ones, the elderly, the sick, the immunocompromised, the ones who are without access to affordable health care, the friends who are still going into work, and the ones who find themselves without it as businesses close or reduce their hours. We are heavy laden with the weight of it all. All the prayer requests that you've texted, all the anxieties that you've tenderly shared over email. I won't pretend that they have been easy for you to carry. I know that they are not. I am so grateful that you have trusted us enough to let us share the load. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. Our psalm this morning may seem like a strange text for such a whirlwind moment. When I read it, I thought, how can we think about praising God when the world feels so chaotic and broken? How can we glorify God's name with our lips when our souls cry out from all of the uncertainty? The truth is, this is a psalm of triumph, a song to sing when the battle is won. This is the kind of worship that feels natural when you get the last piece of pizza, or land a prime parking spot, or when you finally pay off the balance of your student loan debt. It can be shouted from the rooftops when your people get the right to vote, or when your community, at long last, has access to clean water, or when you escape from a situation of abuse and are finally free. In those circumstances, it is easy to say that God is good. The last line of this psalm in particular caught my attention. It speaks to the kind of joy and hope that this psalm holds. It reads, 
for great is your steadfast love towards me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. This steadfast love is what our hearts long for. Being delivered is a powerful thing. Rising from Sheol is a promise of new life. But how are we supposed to feel any of this if we are still in the depths? How are we supposed to feel God's steadfast love when our souls are still in despair, sinking down and down and down? What good news could there possibly be for us if we are still weary and burdened? How can we rejoice if we are still waiting for deliverance and there is no light at the end of our very dark tunnel? I wish I could promise that all of this unrest and uneasiness will go away soon. I wish I could promise that this uncertainty will soon be figured out and that things will go back to normal in the next couple of weeks. I wish I could promise deliverance. But all I can offer this morning is some company in the depths. All I can offer are Paul's words from his letter to the church in Rome. That all of the commandments are summed up in this. To love your neighbor as yourself. Paul says that love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. In the depths, when our souls are heavy and anxious, God's steadfast love can be experienced in our love for each other. We can model for each other undivided hearts, even if our bodies are separated in our own homes. We can walk in Jesus' way of compassion, even if our feet remain in our house slippers. We can share God's truth, even in the midst of false information and confusion. So if you are sitting at home feeling helpless, or isolated, or wishing that you knew what to do, I would invite you to offer your company to others who are feeling the same way. You probably won't have to look very far. There are people in every circle and every community who are longing to share the weight with you. Even in the depths, we can show care and concern for our vulnerable neighbors. We can love them as we love ourselves. Of course, Love might look a little different in this particular time, and that's okay, even good. We will find new ways to love, new ways to care, new ways to show each other God's presence. Instead of meeting for a meal, love might look like dropping off groceries for a quarantined friend. Instead of a tender hug, Care might look like voicing all of the things that you appreciate about that person. Instead of showing up at someone's sporting event or birthday party, presents might look like daily phone calls to check in, or time spent together 
online. Love might look like supporting local businesses. Love might look like speaking out against discriminatory rhetoric that has unfairly targeted our neighbors of Asian heritage. Love might look like giving yourself space to rest, even if your world is still spinning. Our highest calling is not to deliver each other. Only God is capable of that. We can't promise each other safety and security. Instead, our highest calling is to love each other in the depths, anxious souls and all. And then, with love in our hearts and hope in our souls, we can together look forward to the joy that our psalmist shares. When we respond to our neighbors with compassion and care, we too might be able to envision a day when we can sing a song of triumph, our voices rising in unison to praise our good and glorious God. When we turn in to each other in new ways, instead of turning away in despair and fear, we bring our world one small step closer to wholeness and truth. When we love each other well, we will fulfill the highest law. And this is the praise that our God has always wanted from us. So this is what our shepherd calls us to in the uncertain days ahead. To seek out the other souls in the depths. To love our neighbors as ourselves. And to carry the hope of a better day. Amen.